So welcome to the Soul Hubbers podcast with me, Carrie Davis-Monroe. And today I'm absolutely um, super excited. I'm super excited for a number of reasons um, to have with me Harriet McMasters-Green. Harriet, welcome to the Soul Hubbers podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Carrie. Thank you. Um, I can't wait to get going because we've got lots to discuss. Lots of the people that we um, we interview, obviously, in Soul Hub, we all wear one hat mainly. So I'm mainly a coach, although I do, you know, some speaking and some other bits and pieces. But we were just talking before we came on air here about your trivial pursuit pieces and what <laughs> makes what makes up your life. And my goodness me, you're juggling right now, aren't you? Yeah, very much. Yes, yes. There's many trivial, all the colours, all the colours, Kerry. Yeah. So will you tell us, and one of the things that I asked you was, okay, so if we were going to divide that up into a pie chart, what takes most of your time? So, you know, I, I guess in terms of your soul hub identity, that's what takes up most of your time, isn't it? Because you said to me, in terms of my energy and my battery, it's my yoga, my meditation, and that takes about half of your time. Yes, most definitely, because also it's something, because it's never a switch off as well when you're um, kind of inspired by works, writings, students, day-to-day um, -day mm -hmm. ideas and, and um, information. It comes in at any time of the day. So even in the middle of the night or something, I'll, I might be recording something, in the middle of the night because it's come to me then or I'll be writing in the middle of the night or in the early hours it's and then of course I'm teaching by day or I'm recording by day so yeah it's something that's probably permanently on my on my mind <laughs> um because also then also I have students who inspire me um mm. who will send me messages and requests and things so of course it is yeah it's definitely um yoga meditation is a huge part of my of my life yeah. yeah. And I love the way that you described it in terms of your battery, because I, I, you know, I think it's really important for us all to do that with the heart math work I do. We often talk about resilience and the battery and, and what we've got left and to know exactly, well, that takes that, this takes this. So, so that takes half of your, half of your energy, let's say we got lots of other bits and pieces making up that other half. Will you give us a little rundown about some of those other areas of your life? Um, yeah, so I'm also an actress and I also, so therefore I'm also regularly learning lines, doing self-tapes, mm. um, going to casting. So maybe I'll teach very early in the morning, I'll be doing my yoga and then I'll head off to a casting, put my other hat on, you know, my mm. other clothes, mm. put the heels on, put the lipstick on, depending on what part you're going for and, and suddenly just go into that world. And then suddenly got to take the heels off, rush off. I got to be home in time for pickup. I mm. pick my children up, come home, and then I'm on the computer again, preparing something for the lesson for the yoga for the next day or, you know, again, just juggling their homework um, with, yeah. And then that goes on throughout the night then so that once they're in bed, I can then return to work and mm. focus on the lines or the yoga because um, I plan every single yoga session I do as well, which is, is it's hours. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I love that you do that because obviously, you know, I'm a yogi and I've been doing yoga for over 25 years. And I can truly say that it probably saved my life at different times. Um, 
Um, and I think that, you know, you have a range of yoga teachers and everybody has their very own kind of essence or magic, as I call it. I, I don't mind who the teacher is. They all offer me something different. So in terms of your yoga essence, I'm going to say, you know, lots of teachers, you will go to a class and they might just very much, it will be repetitive. It will be the class you did last week. And then I have a few who I go to and I know they have deeply, deeply planned. So how do you go about planning your sessions? What must they be when you're throwing the potion in yeah. to that mix? Yeah. What must it be for you as a perfect yoga class? So that's a really lovely question. And I generally, certainly with my intuitive soul sanctuary, actually, I, I generally follow a book of the month, which will have beautiful themes in it so it will be um you know you are a goddess at the moment is by sophie bashford you know that um the, the carly as you would know like from that beautiful the car the goddess carly for example you know that strength that courage that destruction you know so around a book and it can be mm. any book like i've been you know then some of them are you know very yoga unrelated books of the month it doesn't it's not just around yoga it's it, every walk of life i find a theme within that and just and then i just tag on to it's like a piece of invisible string that i'll just thread that into the session into movement so words come into self expression i guess mm. um which i which i which i yeah really love so when you talk about yes the the essence of the class it's generally flows or I obviously always ask people how they're feeling before it and things can really change that up too can't they mm. when you have a sense of what the group is you know sometimes you have to be prepared absolutely to scrap the plan so um, definitely so very much meeting your clients and meeting the group where yeah, they are definitely Definitely. And in terms of, you know, again, when we sign up for a class, I know now that it's all a mix of everything. But would you describe yourself, you know, predominantly as um, Iyengar or, you know, do you do vinyasa work or how would you how would you categorize it if you could? Yeah, so it's probably a blend. I adore Qigong. I found Qigong mm. around four years ago. I did begin as Ashtanga. I was a real before children. I really went for it and I was in for that repetition um, and that really gave me strength and focus um, but you know I remember being pregnant and that suddenly that just didn't I was like Work. I can't I can't do this anymore yeah yeah <laughs> um so well, your back hurts so you know to be honest you're carrying such a weight aren't you you there's you no are, way you'd be able to vinyasa you are carrying yeah it's twists as well I just I was probably doing all the things I shouldn't because I was just so enjoy you know I just didn't certainly first pregnancy I just didn't want any to anything to change um so and I just remember feeling suddenly a lot of pain after a class one day and it was then that I was like okay let's change this up and things from there began to evolve and evolve still and as I begin to kind of grow and change I suddenly it became the the Shigong, I don't know how I found it but I just found energy work I was just really consumed by what we how we transmit and receive energy and then suddenly I think it was that I loved the softness of Shigong that took me a little bit away from the harsh lines of sometimes I found the yoga 
and I would see people kind of trying to get into this weird poet it just looked awkward and then also as you know back in the day pre-covid when I'd, I've been in classes where teachers just have yanked students into these weird twist positions and they're there because they think it's good for them and it's just so it was just didn't sit well and I think as soon as I could come out of that rigidity of doing one form I did and I so I think when you have like the building blocks, as you know, when you have the training, when you know what what's right, I think then you can begin to put your own sprinkle on it, like you said. And mm. the, the shigong and the fluidity and more dance-like. I have a dance background as well. I, it just really, I could just see the difference in, in how people moved. Um, yeah. So you've that's... developed really your own blend, come to a place <laughs> where you've sort of pulled everything together and yes. come out with the Harriet McMaster's green... <laughs> blend of yoga I love it I love it and one of the things that um one of the things that I'm really interested in you know I said to you in at the start you know how do we describe you if we're trying to get to the DNA of you you said you know really how supportive I am of others Mm. and your your work enables you to be a space holder to allow people to Mm. drop into that space where they do nothing where they can then do become anything yeah will you talk us through that for for a minute yeah um i think in i think in life you know we're 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 trying you know everything's about filling up and being busy and being quick and i think even in yoga when i was taught when i was doing it it was still all about being quick and getting the sweat on and like if you pause mm. and take a breath it's almost like you're cheating and it's not and why you know and it's suddenly you see the fidgets and you get uncomfortable but it's when you get over that almost invisible barrier of discomfort i think that's when it's like you get over that hill and let and like Humpty Dumpty falls and he doesn't fall onto the floor it's like falling onto like this you know invisible kind of net and it Mm. actually is like the best thing ever and he doesn't break you know it's kind of that so catching people I guess yeah catching people yeah and and it's interesting you say that because I was talking to Melinda and Melinda obviously she's she she has gone through lots of changes herself and she's very resilient to change and ironically she now helps women through massive transitions and you know I think with what you do it very much sounds as if you are a catalyst aren't you you allow people that space from which they can become or do anything um you know what do your clients tell you from from that space what what do they become where do they go yeah they they i i think that it's and it's probably that's what i mean about holding space is that it's not even you that is changing their life you're giving them the space to change their own life Mm. and so when it's like people maybe send you messages and oh my gosh it was you know you did this like it's like no you did it in that allowance of just uh you know letting yourself fall onto that invisible net and being held Mm. you 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 let go you know I remember when in my 20s I got seriously hurt um I nearly broke my neck falling off a bike and I couldn't move I was in bed for months Mm -hmm. and I remember drawing on the walls painting uh, because I could just and I remember drawing a hanging figure in space and I'll never forget it because it was the holding on and 
it wasn't until I remember all of my images were just holding on, holding on, gripping, holding on. And it's like there is there is so much freedom in just being able to let go and trust that, you know, mm. that you will be caught um, and that from there you can rise up again. Yeah, it's a, it's a vulnerability, isn't mm. it? And I always yeah. find yoga is such a wonderful place because usually you're in a room with really like-minded people and the energy in a yoga space enables you know you to go to be anything and to actually just accept that complete vulnerability doesn't it yeah and that is why it's so magical in any you're right in any class or any one-to-one or mm. any retreat space when however you walk in is going to be different when you come out and I always tell people even you know in a group situation you know your energy just know that your energy is supporting the person next to you. You know, you are helping that person in front of you, beside you, behind you, you know, everything that you, you're doing for yourself, you're also doing for them. And it's just, you know, and like, you just feel this vibration mm. and the energy. Like, you know, that's, that yeah, it feeds. I, I always yeah. describe it as really, you go into a class and it's like, you know obviously I talk about nourishment a lot but actually it's just wonderful wonderful nourishment isn't it yes yeah so Harriet I want to ask you how did you you know from the young Harriet how did you get into doing all these sorts of things where where did it start what what was the catalyst for you where did it all start yeah probably um well I always knew I loved the stage and loved the performing I remember even being five and I was played Mary in the church you know the school play I was very happy to you know that was really lovely and I remember being asked a lot to read um to read passages in church and to draw you know they were my strengths mm. I guess so I was always at school asked to do those kind of things especially for events and things so then it led on to, you know, as you know, doing your exams, your GCSEs, you know, what, you know, your A, my A-levels, you know, choosing the theatre studies. And then from there, going on to, yeah, study, eventually performing arts um, in Rome, um, the theatre. What made you go Both to Rome? Of, Why yeah, Rome? Because I just fell in love with Italy and I fell in love with Italian and language just um the language just completely it, it had such an effect on me that it was every single day I would all I could think about was being there and I knew I had to work really hard I remember there was an exam you know to, to pass to get into the drama school there the Italian the international school and I remember thinking, OK, if I leave now, I've got six months to learn Italian so I can memorise a monologue, duologue, um, poem, you know, all the things that you had to do to get into the school. And I did it and I would just sit at bars and learn, speak to the locals, you know, read things, anything, get someone to read to me and record their voice. Yes, yeah. Did everything to get into that school. And I got in. Um, but I went eventually, but instead I actually found another school, which was led by an American guy, which was even better because it was from the actor's studio. And he, obviously I learned in English and Italian then. So mm. it was perfect. I had that beautiful blend. Um, and I another immersive experience. You're used yeah. to, you know, that's yoga, isn't it? You, yeah. you know, you're used to just deeply, deeply immersing yourself, aren't you? To, yeah. to land where you need to be. 
Yeah. And, and what was incredible is that all that training was so similar. We had mats. So every morning, you know, it was very similar even to the yoga. I mean, I probably learned my relaxation probably uh, uh, in my training, in my drama training, that, that probably held off, you know, it takes me, it probably takes you the same, Kerry, like uh, 10 seconds to probably fall asleep in Shavasana. Now, you know, you, you can go on the mat, you feel so comfortable there. Mm-hmm. You know, I always tell everyone that's my favorite, but without a doubt, I think that's the most incredible pose for anybody is mm-hmm. Shavasana. And mm-hmm. that's, you know, that, um, you know, for your, for a whole body um, well-being, you know, yeah. there, it starts there, doesn't it? So, yeah, um, but yeah, that's certainly so. The seed, the drama was the the relaxation and um, mm, sensory aspect of it has fed through into my teaching now and even into the Qigong because so much of the sensory of dra- when you're first learning, particularly Stanislavski method acting, mm. all of that, you know, so much of it is imagination and immersing yourself with energy and and that's and that's kind of what you begin to do through Qigong as well and things. So I'm sure that's why somehow it's all you know found its way to me <laughs> yeah so how did you find your way back from Italy because I guess you could have stayed there yeah um you know back yeah. to the UK yeah so I came back for love actually for my partner mm-hmm. um and I who I met before I went to Italy you know we just kept in contact that whole time and um yeah I came back and basically had to start from scratch again so everything that I had in Italy Mm. um my contacts you know everything I had to then rebuild again which was very interesting and of course then within a year or so I had my son so it was pretty amazing and then I did my yoga training while I was pregnant with my second son Mm. um so I was so it was amazing I literally I think (laughs) <laughs> I think my my waters broke even in a session even in one of my training sessions <laughs> so it was really right up to and there he was two weeks after he came oh my with me to my training and there he was my lovely teacher Laura Lefebvre mm. her daughter was taking care of my newborn baby so that I could still attend the session two weeks after when he was two weeks old so yeah it was an amazing time yeah. I mean, when I when I listened to you, Harriet, you know, and you said to me, you work till late and then, you know, obviously you've got very young children, so we don't get a full night's sleep. Where do you get your space? Where do you get yourself looked after, nurtured, nour- nourished? Because you're on, you know, you're on the go, aren't you? And I know it's yoga, but when you're teaching, that's mm. still the responsibility. So how do you feed yourself and how do you come back into repletion yeah yeah and again such a special and really important question I do that in the moments in between so like if you can imagine like the and in a sentence Mm. um probably those moments which are when I've just dropped my child off at school Mm. and I have to walk half an hour home so that 30 minutes is a mindful walk nature through nature mm. um and that goes also obviously when I pick them up as well so for me it's the pockets it is the moments in between and I adore walking so much I um 
and I adore lying down. I can just, you know, looking up at the sky. I try and really, there might be moments. I really believe in trying to just grasp moments rather than, oh God, I've got to, I feel bad about myself because I can't sit mm. down for mm. half an hour and, you know, right. Because you're right. Sometimes you don't have time for an hour's yoga practice or, a, you know, mm. hours, you know, <laughs> meditation. You know, we'd all love to do that. Mm. So it has to become something in your literally feed into those little wee moments in between and yeah I love it like micronutrients of yeah replenishment. exactly and that's exactly what I call it in fact it is is the micro moments and I call it my even my minute meds like my minute meditation mm. instead of the medication it's like that's those you know 60 seconds yeah so, yeah yeah and when you, you know, just looking at the balance, because you are spinning so much, and I know even to have two young children is all consuming. I, I know that from experience. But when you choose your roles then, and when you, because you've got so many different hats that you're wearing, because of the way that you are as a, as a yogi, yogini, and, you know, your, yeah. your thought processes and, and what that gives you, yeah. Does that mean that you're really very choosy about the types of roles and the t castings and everything else that you go for? Has that yeah. fed in? Yeah, definitely. Because I used to be so much of a pleaser. Mm. I used to be so much of a, mostly pre-kids, to be honest. But um, now it's like, literally, I can't, uh, I can't afford the time I can't uh, it's 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 like you're coming back to the energy thing mm. I can't I have to I have to be really careful of my energy and I've, I have learned to say no or to postpone um, which is someone like me finds really difficult mm. I'm not a no person um, I'm definitely not a no person I'm a yes person and then I work out how I'm gonna do it yeah. you know that's what I am um, which is difficult I mean most most of my clients are the same and that's why we end up in a complete yeah. place of overwhelm and overthinking <laughs> yes. isn't it because our first go-to is to say yes and then yes. it's like okay well now I've got to make that happen rather yes. than the default you know the, yeah. the the real learn and the power is to say no and then actually to work out well could I do part of that but it's mm. difficult when your default is yes isn't it to to do that um, and to recognize that actually when is because I you know I, I look at you and your cup is probably overflowing all the time yeah so yeah. to take something yeah. on has to at yeah. least feel right and sit right with your values with who you are and with your energy doesn't it yeah absolutely absolutely because then otherwise like you say that will add to the anxiety and add to the stress because you know you've taken on too much and then it's yeah. like, like you say instead of it just overflowing it's boiling overflowing and it's like and that's when it's you know becomes a lot more um yeah a lot more trivial and that obviously drives people that's why a lot of people you know you don't sleep at night xyz right you know because yeah. it's it's the bubbles of you know you're boiling over at night um yeah. mm. So when we took at you, when we look at your your life pie again, our little trivial pursuit bit, yeah. and you've said that half is the yoga, and then we've got the other bits and pieces fit in. Is that the ideal? Is that where you'd like it to sit? Or ideally, if you could have the outcome that you really wanted with a mix of everything that you are and you you know your being and doing, how would you want that to be? Where are you headed? Because I guess. Mm. what you're doing is so full on 
I don't know, you know, is that sustainable for the next 30 years, 10 years, 15 years? Where do you want to get to? What outcomes are you looking for, Harriet? Yeah, so I guess eventually I would so love to have a retreat space that I could actually invite people over to, you know, certain times of the year. I I guess my, it, it would probably turn more into um seasonal or specific kind of rather than everyday um practices it would probably be a lot more um kind of uh in, intense but sort of less less kind of on top of each other Le- less yeah i guess less uh less back to back i guess mm. um that probably yeah that that I would probably really love to to have because I really would love space fully enough you know my dream is yeah. for my children to be able to run in a garden like with their arms open like aeroplanes mm-hmm. and run really far to the other side of the garden like it's like a big like 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 a field you know I grew up on a farm and probably being overly you know but like a you know they're running out of the door and it's like whew, and you know they're not just running into sort of their central London little house that's you know that so space yes and I think that will feed through with space for my space and Mm. because at the moment with the way I you know I'm very grateful we are in a very difficult time right now as you know um cost of living wise etc etc so I am so grateful for the fact that I do have the work that I am asked to work um Mm. but I think that you know that uh you know I I try and use that I try and use that um to support others even more if that makes sense that I have that opportunity mm-hmm. because then again it's like the ripple effect isn't it and the, you know the more we can help each other the better off everyone is mm. um but like you say it's got to not be at the detriment of like you falling like whew. you know I, I used to say to my mum a lot I need a, I need a me to take care yes. of me yeah exactly and so that's a I mean that's a great question who who does take care of you Harriet (laughs) um 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 silence does (laughs) I I do probably again the moments in between no one specifically my family are amazing and they do you know my mum is amazing we we also can chat for hours you know family I I, it it means so much to me and my partner and my children Mm -hmm. but um I think that like it's those breaths in between like the you know the that's that's what the pause the pause finding that space in the pause yeah 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 yeah. And and it's amazing, really, because I think if you didn't and you weren't able to cultivate that and to rest in the pause, I'm not sure you'd be able to juggle all you are. No. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. And I probably do it better than I think I do because you're right, because it is otherwise. Because, um, as you know, in our job, it's 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 mental health, mm. it's physical health, mm. you know, motherhood, it's mental health, it's physical health, you know, um, relationships, family, you know, you're yeah. you are you are constantly on the tightrope. Um, so yeah, you're right. There are definitely 
those moments on the tightrope where not having you know yes your you know your yeah and I guess your your pause is exactly what you were talking about earlier you're on the tightrope and occasionally you just let it go yeah. I'm going to be caught. I know yeah. that it's going to be all right. So yeah. Harriet, if I, if I asked you, you know, who are your, who are your clients? Do you have a particular kind of client who comes to you for your meditation work and your yoga? Could you, you know, say, Oh yeah, I can, I can describe them as. Yeah. Um, I would describe them as people who, who are seeking change sometimes without even knowing why and they probably don't even know why they're drawn to me like you just aren't sometimes I you? you just sun, suddenly just find yourself writing to that person or leaving a voice note or you know I find that a lot of my the people that I've met and worked with and working with have all been coincidences um which I find really nice because it's not so much coincidence, is it? It's the universe somehow. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> intention. It's some um, underneath. It's intention yeah. and physics, isn't it? Yeah, which is magical, and that's yeah. why I just probably love working with people so much because it's like you you're just working with that incredible piece of energy like it's just mm. seeing someone at the beginning and seeing them at the end I think like I said to you earlier on particularly in one-to-ones or when you're working um certainly again on retreat when you're just in a situation mm. you just see the before and you see it's like an, an expansion of like um you know all of that rigidity the barriers everything it's like it's like a dissolving and you see it in the face mm. and you're just you know you see like the person behind that that I think yeah it's like um almost the sort of butterfly isn't it you see one side you know you've got the chrysalis who arrives at that at that mat or that retreat and then actually they leave as a butterfly but he didn't even know that that you know that that stage or that that transformation was going to happen yeah it always does you know in my experience those you know, those spaces, I know the magic of them. I know the possibility. It's um, it's an incredible gift to have that you, you know, that you're able to do that, Harriet. It's an incredible gift. And and again, I've got to ask you the question because it's a part, you know, this is soul hubbers. What, what makes you feel particularly soulful? Yeah, um, I would definitely say... What brings me back is uh, peace. And I know it's coming back to the the, the and and the moment in between. Mm. But that's the time that I come out of my head. And I'm in my head a lot. It's mm. a very busy place. Um, and it's it's a place, it, that and, that space in between, the silence, that is where I have suddenly touch light and mm. that's that's like that I think that's the best place and that that happens even during you know in classes when teaching moments you know there's just moments where you know that everyone is you're just suddenly all connected and there's just you're just mm. all of us are just you know, in flow yeah that's it exactly exactly yeah, yeah. And so that's it. That's where I feel like 
where I meet myself I'm like well I'm not yeah carry the busy rush around you know you know there yeah with yeah. your hundred hats that's that's <laughs> your bit where we actually come back to you um and it just needs to happen enough doesn't it to yeah. replenish you and yeah. to build that battery back up yeah and maintain that resilience so harriet I, you know I, I want to ask you obviously people can find you on the the soul hub uh website um and you're part of this wonderful group and entity that we're all privileged to be part of but yeah. where else do people find you where might they find some of the work that you do and how can they get hold of you yeah, sure. So my website as well um, is harrietmg.com. And on there, that's where you can find more about my intuitive source sanctuary. So my online studio, um, which has, I think, 350 plus classes on it, um, ranging from the Qigong infused yoga to, mm. I think we have like singing workshops in there. It's lovely. Um, you know, face yoga is very much a, an all rounded experience in there. So, um, physically, where is that class, Harriet? Um, so this is, yeah, so this is all on demand, those, right. they're okay. live as well, so they're live online, so basically members and non-members, in fact, can always drop in, non-members can always just pay as they go, members, it's all included, um, but yeah, they can just do it from the comfort of their home, there's lessons each week, classes each Tuesday lunchtime at one, there's monthly workshops which are free if you're a member, mm. and they always have a, you know, lovely guest with me generally, a really lovely um, mm. It last last time we had um, Ayurveda, a beautiful lady talking about Ayurveda and healing. So yeah, it's very eclectic. Um, and of course, the meditation and mindfulness means everything to me too. So there's a lot in there. Mm. Yeah. And I'm sure people are going to going to want to also have a look at the kind of acting work that you do as well. What what was the last just out of interest? What was the last sort of um, you know acting piece that you had? The last role. Um, it was something when was I, I can't remember if it's something that's come out a couple of things that have come out this year um short films and then just recently I've just done another one so which will come out um so and commercials too so yes. hopefully yeah. um it, yeah it's <laughs> I'll be around somewhere <laughs> Yeah, people people will find you for sure. <laughs> Harriet, it's yes. been an absolute gift, an absolute pleasure being able um, to talk to you and to have a little tiny piece of your, your very, very busy pie today. So thank you, thank you for giving of yourself and sharing with us um, the essence of you. Oh, Carrie, thank you for, for giving me some of your precious time. Really appreciate it. Thank you. It's been a real pleasure and I know that people are going to love listening to um, to who you are and, and what you bring as part of Soul Hub. So thank you, Harriet. And hopefully we will speak to you again further on in the podcast. We'd love that. Thank you. Sending you lots of love. Thank you.